Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Filmcast, a podcast about movies. I'm David Chen, and I don't know about you guys, but I've got the need, the need for a summer movie wager dead reckoning. A couple of layers in that one for you guys. Mm. Were there? I don't. <laughs> Joining me today is Devendra Hardwar. Clearly, we don't know anything. Why are you guys listening to us? That's my main question. That's my main takeaway from this whole summer movie wager. Jeff Kanata. My understanding is that the summer movie wager is scored like golf. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us today, uh, he is a senior reporter for io9 and Gizmodo, Jermaine Lucier. All I can say about the summer movie wager is, hold my hand, everything <laughs> will be okay. Editorial director at SlashFilm.com, as well as the co-creator of the Ordinary Adventures YouTube channel, Peter Serretta. Top Gun Maverick is not going to do that well this summer. Don't worry, guys. We, we picked it right. We got it. <laughs> well, those are, of course, all oblique references to the fact that today on the Filmcast, we are having part two of the summer movie wager, The Results. Every year for the last few years, we've gathered together at the beginning of the summer and chosen what we think are going to be the top 10 movies of the domestic box office for that summer. And at the end of the summer, we gather together and we will assess which of us was the most accurate. Yeah. Uh, and the stakes are that uh, whoever wins, whoever gets the most points, uh, they get to decide something that the rest of us will watch that, that is under three hours in length mm -hmm. that the rest of us will watch and discuss. So that, that is the stakes. At the end of this episode, we're going to reveal the winner of the summer movie wager and that person will then name something for us all to watch. So and I think to be clear... There have been many of these summer movie wager reckonings, right? But uh, I feel like this one is particularly, uh, particularly Wreck. momentous. We put the wreck in reckoning. This right is going to put the wreck in reckoning. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, some quick details about the game, right? Uh, and I am reading here from the summermoviewager.com, which is an awesome website put together by listener Dennis. Uh, and again, Dennis has taken what was already an excruciatingly fun activity. And made it even more excruciating and fun um, by building the summermoviewager.com where you can, uh, you, people can enter, you can track your results, uh, and follow along in real time as the summer develops. Prove how much more you know than us as you're way above us. Yeah, exactly. Like that, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so um, the general goal of the game is to predict the highest grossing films of the summer in terms of domestic box office. Um, we define summer a little bit differently each year, but it's basically through the end of like it starts at a different point each year, but it's through the end of Labor Day, inclusive of that time period, right? Uh, we will we've each created a list from one through ten of what we think each movie is going to do in terms of ranking uh, and how much money it's going to make, uh, and we each picked three movies as dark horses, and we basically get points uh, depending on how close we are to the actual final ranking of the movie. And if uh, a Dark Horse ranks in the top 10, then we get a, a bonus point for each one of those. So um, basically, if you picked a movie for number one and that was correct, you get 13 points. If you picked two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or nine correct, you get 10 points. Um, if you picked number 10 correctly, you get 13 points. Uh, if, if your choice was one spot away from the actual ranking, you get seven points, two spots away, five points. Uh, and if your movie placed in the top 10 at all, you get three points. If your, your movie picked is not placed within the top 10 at all, uh, you score zero points. So again, you get more points the closer you are to the final ranking. Now, usually at this point, we just start diving into what number one through 10 is, 
right? We start diving into with number one through ten is and kind of start talking about it. Um, but and, and why don't I start by actually naming what the number one movie of the summer was? I think I think we need to start with that, and then I want to have a conversation with you guys about that, right? I mean, it was obviously Jurassic World Dominion, like we all picked, <laughs> like, right? We, like literally every single one of unanimous, us. Decided. It was unanimous from the start, and we therefore knew. unanimous now. We knew it was going <laughs> to be a fantastic film, and it worked. So. <laughs> the yeah, number this is, one. I, I like that we need to enumerate this for folks uh, in case they've been living under an F-14 this entire summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The number one 18. movie of the summer. <laughs> the number one movie of the summer was Top Gun Maverick. Which made wow. over seven hundred million dollars. I mean, who could have seen that coming, guys? No, no one not, not saw it coming. No, 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 one, no one saw that coming. You know, it's interesting that you say that. Uh, so again, Top Gun Maverick is the number one movie of the summer. Oh, hey, somebody is making an appearance. <laughs> if you are watching the video version of this uh, podcast at YouTube.com/slash/filmcast. My wife has appeared in my video feed, uh-huh, uh-huh. and she's, she's holding up a sign that yeah. she's holding up a sign that says "Justice for Jermaine." <laughs> but wait, Jermaine did sign. not pick num- <laughs> this as number one. Yeah, well, he's he's part of the oh, wait, nobody it, that picked it as number true, one. True. And I you know Jermaine what else really I would like to point out, Dave? I would suspect your wife wouldn't have picked it as number one either had she been playing. Okay, well, if my wife was participating in this podcast, which she is not, I think what she would what she, what does justice for Jermaine mean is a good question, and the answer to that question is the rules should be redone so that Jermaine wins the, the summer movie, <laughs> or at least like an MVP <laughs> award. There should be an MVP it. award. No, for whether yeah. she's just she's left the sign. That's assuming. In my video I, that's feed. assuming I didn't win. Uh, that's assuming Jermaine, you do it. That's correct. That's correct. So you're saying your wife is is essentially saying stop the steal, Dave? Yes, she's she's, <laughs> she's saying hashtag stop the steal of the summer movie. Major, by, the way, summer I, movie by the way, major. I think see if obviously what we're getting to here is that I picked Top Gun way higher than everybody else, and you yes. guys gave me incredible shit for it, which is fine. Yes. That's the podcast. Yeah. But the thing was, like. I, I lost my train of thought. It was that I didn't even pick it high enough. So like, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you could have so, gone harder, Jermaine. Come on. <laughs> but <laughs> also, like the justice for Jermaine here. is only because if I picked Top Gun three and you guys were like, oh, you know, eh, that's a little high. I picked it five, and that was it. Then none of this would have happened. Nobody on Twitter would have said this. <laughs> justice for Jermaine would not be a thing. Me and Han finally have something in common. Um, and well, uh, well, okay. So I want to talk about this because okay. um, I went back. And re-listened to our summer movie wager episode in preparation for this episode. So did some fans. Yeah, that's a and, terrible idea, Dave. And I'm going to play some clips from that episode for us to react to. Oh no! Um, now I do well, want to say, if, if only that episode weren't lost to history, Dave. It feels. <laughs> I do want to say that the mockery of Jermaine was total and comprehensive, <laughs> and embedded into the DNA of the episode itself. So basically, it was, it was actually it was, it was great. Like, it was it actually very difficult. It was very difficult to only choose the number of clips that I choose, which is numerous. But it's it was very difficult to condense it down to the number of clips that I have. Right. Okay? Somebody on YouTube did it and uh, and sent it to me, and it was glorious. But I was like, wait, is it, why is this only like two minutes long? It was like a lot. There was that's what I'm saying. It was, yeah. it was it was it was that's what I'm saying. What I'm going to show you is only a subset of the total instances of mockery. So like, this is not comprehensive. But let's go back to the moment when Jermaine actually chose Top Gun, and you're going to listen to it. Now, I also want to point out, I put in a little harp noise at the beginning and end of each clip so you can kind of 
uh, people who are listening know like when the clip begins and ends. Okay, so here we go. Also, because you love harps. This is the moment when Jermaine chose Top Gun as his number three movie of the summer box office. Let's get to number three. Jermaine Lucier, your number three movie. I feel the need, the need for speed. <gasps> really? Top Gun. No, no way. No way. No way. No way. You guys, no you guys don't know. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? I'm, the champ is speaking. Let me uh, give me the mic. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, look, it's like. You think it's we... going to make more money than Thor? This is. Yes. yes. This is madness. I think, it's go- I think is it madness. is going to be multiverse a beast, of madness. A beast. <laughs> I mean, you talked, we talked about multi generational things. Top Gun goes back way even further than Jurassic Park. And it's a movie that Paramount is so confident in. They've just been holding it and holding it. And yeah, that, a lot of that is Tom Cruise and his powers of Scientology. But I just have this feeling that the movie is going to be that nostalgic, amazing, uplifting, rah-rah, Americana, even if you don't care about Americana movie. And uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be a, a monster. And uh, yeah, I mean... That's a bold move. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. It, it is. I didn't honestly didn't think it was that bold of a move, but uh, I'm I'm actually kind of glad because mm. if we want to go down, we'll go down in flames like Goose. <laughs> top Gun yeah, is it, one of those. It's movies. a bold move, like what Goose yeah. did in the first Top Gun. <laughs> that worked <laughs> really <laughs> well for him. You know, Jermaine. Well, <laughs> I mean, it'd be great if you listened to Jermaine. You know, like <laughs> really, yeah, really. Everything Jermaine Lucier said in that clip was correct. Uh, yeah, if I, yeah. If I, I would have been higher correct. in your list, right? Yeah, I get. But like, you honestly were like, "There's no way." Even like, yeah. as confident yeah. I, as I was in that movie being a hit, I was like, "There's, I mean, there's no way it's going to beat Marvel, right, and right. Jurassic Park." I mean, I, I mean, nobody. I don't think Tom Cruise himself, you know, Zenu upon Zenu, right, could have right. guessed that it would make <laughs> as much money as it as it did. Was it the number four or five movie of all time domestically now? Yes, yes. Just across from Black Panther, it's. No one, no one. Yeah, like, I also, I also and, make, and here, here's yeah, the thing. Right. As oh, sorry, you go first, Avenger. You go first. I want to make go. one thing clear that I don't know was clear during that episode. Jermaine, you saw bits of Top Gun. You saw the <laughs> opening sequence. You kind of knew. You kind of knew the fire. He had an unfair advantage. It, it was a bit of an advantage. <laughs> I had seen the first. Like I had seen. I'm assuming everybody's seen the movie here, um, <laughs> and we're listening because it made a lot of money. Um, I saw the entire opening credits and then up to when the plane goes down and he goes into the diner and when the little kids like earth and that's where my footage cut. I saw that at CinemaCon in 2021 and I was like blown away and that definitely gave me a little bit more confidence. Um, And, but at that time I'd also seen stuff from Lightyear and uh, that gave me a lot of confidence, which, you know, maybe was uh, (laughs) a downfall potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, so our mockery of Jermaine was so vicious that Jermaine himself really started to lose his will during the episode, and you can hear it in the following clip. I was expecting one of us to have one of the Marvel movies above yes, Jurassic number World. One. Could be, yeah. could be, could very well be. Those three movies feel like any mm-hmm. one of them could be in any one of the top three spots, but I just don't see any movie, any other movie. The, the only the top movie three. that can't be in the top three has got to be Top Gun. <laughs> uh, Out clearly. of all the movies yeah. in the top ten, not even well, number nine. That's the one that can't be in number three. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Peter. The question about Top Gun, and it's really weird because, like, you know, that movie came out in 1986. Like, wh- what kind of resonance, what kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, cultural impact <laughs> does that movie still have is the question. One thing that surprised me, if I was going to ask you guys, anybody that doesn't know this answer, please answer. 
How much did the original Top Gun make in 1986 domestically? 150 lot, million. Right? 180 million. Oh, that's wow. close. Back then. Pretty close. Yeah. Amazing, right? For for 1986 money. And you guys, but I think we you're you're crapping on me and I appreciate it. I can take it. <laughs> no problem. But you think about like I still think I think will will kids show up opening weekend? No. Was it going to make two hundred million dollars on the weekend? No. But like the Mission Impossible movies do huge I they do two hundred two hundred million. They have, yeah. Yeah, they have yeah. never cracked like two fifty million. It wouldn't be up there. Yeah, yeah. you know wait, they wait, talk wait, about this, like, this is domestic. But I, yes. I see. I thought I, I'm kidding. I know. It's <laughs> you know the rules, Jermaine. Yeah, you know the rules. I know. I know. Okay, you know. I like how Jermaine pretended to not know the rules uh, at one point in the. <laughs> well, episode. this is the first year I've done it, so I figured. <laughs> yeah, you, you've not, never yeah. done the show. Never done. Um, it. You know, speaking of generational appeal, there was a lot of questions of like what other generations might be interested in watching the show. As this clip, beginning with Jeff Kanata, makes clear. Yeah, you, you, you talk about multi generational. It's it's old people like us. <laughs> And no kids. No kids. <laughs> you know, it is the people that remember. But whereas Thor, like my son, who's five, has Thor on his T-shirt. You yeah. know. That's, yeah. a, that's, a fair, that's a that's a that's a fair point that I honestly didn't even think about. I think I think I might have let myself be blinded I mean, it's by very my clear not much thought went into this choice. No, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, maybe, maybe you think that's gonna make more money than Lightyear, which yeah. is in yeah. my own family. Let's not yeah. spoil the rest yeah. of the list. Yeah, yeah. I will yeah. say this: that this movie is not even in my top five. Oh wow. my god! Well, wow. yeah, not actually, in my top five either. Same, mm. same. This is Jermaine's last stand. Um, this is Jermaine. You know, months from now, when we're talking about how you lost, this is the moment. This it is might, how it happened. It might very, it might very well be. But if it's I'm almost down, like, like uh, it's like he's a maverick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there it is. All right. Well, is. that's Jermaine's number three choice. It's Top Gun Maverick. This so, was the the Ash uh, 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 conformity experiment. You guys know the, the peer pressure experiment in real time. It was us. It was painful, but I, being I, I, absolutely correct, and us just shitting on him so hard that he's like, "Oh, well, I guess you guys are right." It, it, just, it makes me embarrassed to of us. <laughs> to hear it, I just feel so bad. It was, that, oh, it, it, this is this this is the Gaslight Filmcast, and uh, that's how it works. <laughs> but also, what I, I love what I love about that clip is like my five year old son has a Thor shirt. It's like your five year old son doesn't have a wallet with money in it, so true. he's not going to go to the movie. <laughs> like what you know who does and did was every single person over the age of thirty who went to see like. Times. You know what happened is my my five year old saw Top Gun Maverick in the theater four times. He, he, That's it. He, too. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm, yeah, kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Well, but, my favorite quote is Dwindra saying, "You think it's going to make more money than Lightyear?" Lightyear. <laughs> I want that uh, on a T-shirt. Uh, I want that yeah. in Top Gun font. You think it's going to make more than Lightyear? <laughs> um, well, you know, Jeff, if you thought that was embarrassing, wait till you hear this next clip. Oh, this is my favorite. Jeff Kanata, your number eight. This is where it should be. <laughs> Not gonna make more than number eight money. This is where it is going to be. Okay. Uh, wow, you're really number... excited for Bob's Burgers, Jeff. I know. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Top Gun Maverick may be in my top three movies I enjoy this summer, hmm. but I don't think it's going to be making <laughs> crazy, crazy money. Uh, I think it's, uh, I, I expect it to be very, very good. 
I think it has been marketed for two years now, and I don't think yeah, there's people yeah. who are clamoring to go see it like we are. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's yeah. gonna make a lot less money than the rest of you think it's gonna make. I, I feel like. Well, Jeff, uh, I have some really bad news for you. Mm. What's the bad it, news? It's not only. It's not even down. Top Gun Maverick is not even down at number eight in the all-time domestic box office <laughs> in the in the history of mankind. In the there's history no- of since movies have been made. It is not even down at number eight on that chart. But there is no is number eight. It's going to be. <laughs> I'm a big dummy and I was wrong. Um, yeah. There's no number eight that it even, there's, I couldn't even apply a number eight to it in any way. In any way. It's well, not it's, almost 800 million. Uh, yeah. Domestic. Almost yeah, 800 million. It's also, I think, number 11 on the uh, top, like, global international box like of all like internationally worldwide grosses it's like number 11 i think behind frozen 2 is my understanding but uh I, yeah I would, I would say it is this is the biggest shock since we've been doing the summer movie wager it feels to me like this is the most out of the blue like even even someone that put that had the crazy foresight to put it number one <laughs> uh-huh. i don't think anybody saw it as a juggernaut in the all-time box office total lists that just like like you were saying Jermaine not even not even Tom Cruise in his wildest dreams thought this was going to happen and this I, this is one of those things where it's like are we are we really just living in a simula- simulation <laughs> you know is yeah. is some are, are the records just skipping is the code just messed up because how yeah. did this happen i don't know yeah, yeah. nobody could guess I, I want i want to say i want to give Jermaine credit for believing in top gun more than all of us but I, don't get me wrong hindsight is 2020 okay like now it seems like he is like this genius but i compare i compare jermaine like you know when you're watching like a roland emmerich movie and there's the one guy in the movie that like it's the conspiracy theory nut like believes that aliens are going to come down to earth and no one believes him the scientists in the movie don't believe him like all the reasonable people in the movie like jermaine is that guy that just happened to be right he just happened to be right He's the living embodiment of a broken clock. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, first of all, all those all those characters in the Roland Emmerich movies are right. Always but right. I think, Always I think right. what, Always I think what right. you're Always trying to say right. is Jermaine is Randy Quaid from Independence Day. <laughs> yes. Um, the, uh... Hey, you know what, guys? I got to say, my feelings about Jermaine oh, no. are best summed up in the form of a limerick. Oh, wow. Jermaine yeah. limerick. Yeah. Amazing. Love it. Underestimate Tom in a plane? It turns out that we were insane. <laughs> I spoke like a prick to the true Maverick. I'm here for justice for Jermaine. Wow, did you Ooh. write that literally in the last 10 minutes? <laughs> yes. That's incredible. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Real good. Real good. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I think that's a great uh, place to take a break. We'll come right back and have a lot more discussion about this summer's Uh, movie box office. Hey folks, I get to tell you about our sponsor, ClickUp. Imagine having an extra day every week, more time to cook healthy meals or work on your novel or or just binge some good reality TV. Wait, is that an oxymoron? Whatever the case, it's all possible now with ClickUp, the productivity platform that'll save you one day a week on work Guaranteed! ClickUp began with the premise that productivity was broken. There were too many tools to keep track of, too many things in entirely separate ecosystems. There had to be 
a more productive way to get through the daily hustle. ClickUp is that tool. It is the one tool to house all your tasks, projects, docs, goals, spreadsheets, and more. ClickUp is built for teams from one to over a thousand. It's packed with features and customization options that no other productivity tool has so that you can work the way you work best. Whether you're in project management, engineering, sales, marketing, or HR, ClickUp has easy-to-use solutions that create a more efficient work environment. Join the more than 800,000 highly productive teams using ClickUp today. Use code FILMCAST to get 15% off ClickUp's massive, unlimited plan for a year, meaning you can start reclaiming your time for under $5 a month. Sign up today at ClickUp.com and use code FILMCAST. Hurry, this offer ends soon. It's C-L-I-C-K-U-P dot com and the code F-I-L-M-C-A-S-T. All right, there is one other clip I wanted to play. Well, okay, two two very quick clips. One is, uh, I, I want to make clear like how total the mockery was, was <laughs> throughout the episode. It, we were just dropping it left like uh, left and right, like little, little sh- scraps from our table. Here's a clip of uh, one such instance. Devendra, you're number seven. You know, guys, do I feel good about Jermaine's chances this year? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, just uh, j- just uh, Jermaine's catching strays. Basically. Good. Oh, good. Sorry. There was no. Sorry. There was yep. no. Uh, there was no lack of confidence in our <laughs> surety we that were, he was we wrong. You know sure. what I'm saying? I, I will. I will just say one thing though. My Top Gun pick was at five. I think. Uh, where was everybody else's? Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Uh, I, um, finally, I, uh, the, the mockery of Jermaine spilled out beyond the borders of that specific episode and it continued on even after Jermaine was gone. Wow. I didn't know. Um, that. yeah, yeah. So here is a clip from our Northman episode, uh, where we continued to brutally mock Jermaine. Here it is. <laughs> For Jermaine Lucier to be correct about the Top Gun ranking in the summer movie wager, Top Gun would have to beat a Marvel movie, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and that is just not gonna happen. I'm sorry. Yes. I will eat this my hat if that happens. You're, you're, you're going to eat your hat. I, I'm not promising to eat anything, but <laughs> Jeff promises to eat his hat. Dave just said he will go on a hunger strike if that happens. <laughs> Matt oh my Patches goodness. 2? Matt Patches 2? Matt Patches 2, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, um, that leads me to uh, just put on my, my hat real quick. <laughs> Uh, what the, a weird uh, hat. The, I call well, shenanigans. Is that a new? This. Is that a bucket so, hat, Pete? You, this is the hat. You guys can attest to that, Dave. Devin, you guys can. I always wear this hat. This is the hat <laughs> that you always see me wearing. This is what you wear daily. So if, if you are if you are not watching the stream at youtubecom slash but you are listening to it, Jeff has just placed a, what appears to be a hat made of tortillas on. No, it. no, two, this two is tortillas. my normal hat that I always wear. <laughs> Very little effort. <laughs> no one, hat. no yeah. one can uh, can claim that they haven't ever not seeing me wear this hat right. it's so true Thank i mean you. we've at least put like a 49ers logo on it jeff come on now so anyway I'm, i feel uh, like this is up for jermaine's approval like it, it, yeah. you have to decide is this hat enough for you dude i, you, I, I think you have to go full matt patches he said he would eat a shoe yes. this movie even got made he made a whole video he made you know a video like, I'll, I'll take the limerick and i he want he you, made you, a, you need to uh, you need to pound those tortillas <laughs> jermaine you know that i you know that i am into the conquistador look <laughs> you've known that for you've known me for many years you know that i love the conquistador yeah you know i used to walk around la wearing this hat 
Just like <laughs> living it up, living it up in my hat. Stop being extra like taco tortillas meat. right now, yeah. or you're done. Oh wow! Okay, if you're if you're listening at home, Jeff is wolfing down these tortillas. Right? All right, in my so, hat. I mean, I mean his hat. hat. I mean his hat. Delicious hat. Apologies, hat. Apologies. not his tortillas. Okay, okay. Well, it's pretty dry. Careful there, Jeff. But suffice to say, Jermaine called it. He saw what the rest of us could not. Ish. Which is like, that. I, I, and this is so much fun. I, I love it all being about me because I'm a narcissist. But it, it honestly, it's like it was. It was. It was so. I, I, I'm very happy that Top Gun did so well. Then I did it. But like, yeah, I still wasn't big enough, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, was a three to one gonna win me the summer movie wager? There's nine other movies. So yes. as awesome as this was for Top Gun and for me and for my uh, redemption, there's still a lot more movie wager to go. It's true. And it's true. I do love the fact, though, that Dennis includes a feature on the website that lists all of our biggest mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mine, uh, <laughs> single biggest mistake by Jeff, putting Top Gun Maverick at eight, putting it instead at one would have yielded a total of 61 <laughs> points for first place. Mm-hmm. So literally, mm-hmm. that could have won me the game single-handedly. Like, yes, single-handedly. You say that there's a lot of movie rage to go, but... Uh, that would have been the difference maker for me. Like, <laughs> well, for all of us, yeah. pretty much. For all of us, yeah. <laughs> no, no well, oh, Jeff, very important question, which is in one of the clips I played, you said you think Top Gun Maverick is going to be in your top three movies that you would enjoy this summer. Yes. Is that correct? It is indeed to... correct. It yes. is indeed correct. It might yes. have been the movie I enjoyed most. Uh, I mean, I really loved Doctor Strange 2. Um, so those would be the t- my two top uh, enjoyed movies. Um, and I actually enjoy Thor. I, I I had fun with Thor, but I didn't think it was as good as Ragnarok. No, um, of course. Actually, my top three—I would say my top three enjoyed movies that made the the top ten of the summer uh, are uh, Top Gun: Maverick, Doctor Strange two, and I'm gonna go with Bullet Train. Nope. Mm, yeah, I had a blast a with that movie. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, by the way, if you're if you're just listening to the audio version of the podcast and not at youtube.com slash slash swimcast where you should be watching this craziness unfold, Jeff is continuing to wear the tortilla hat and eating bits of it as the episode goes on. Now, before we continue, I like I want to spend just a little more time on Top Gun Maverick, guys, because it, it is incredibly unprecedented, right? We already t- discussed how it is the fifth domestic movie of all time. Uh, the next one, by the way, Avatar, which is number four with $760 million. Um, not to get re-released, baby. Top Gun Maverick is not going to beat Avatar domestically, unfortunately. But yeah, Top Gun Maverick is now, it, it recently beat Black Panther, uh, which has $700 million and came out in 2018. It is, uh, and, and by the way, we should point out, it was the number one movie at the box office two weekends ago. The Summer opened with Top Gun Maverick at the top, and it ended with Top Gun Maverick at the top, which is basically unprecedented, I think, in the history of the summer movie wager. In in the history of, like, cinema, I believe. (laughs) Seriously, like, I think people look into it. Like, even when, I mean, I'm sure... Star Wars? That's, yeah, I I don't know if people were... 77? Yeah, I feel like maybe you're right. But, like, the the things I read said the kind of history, and I feel like maybe, like, Gone with the Wind, you know, maybe they weren't keeping track as much. When there was, like, six movies out at a time. Right, six movies out total for, like, seven years. Maybe maybe that did it, but, you know. (laughs) But, yeah, it's extraordinary, the performance. And, like, this was a movie that refused to lose any altitude, as it were, gents, Mm, if mm. you know what I'm saying there. Um, I have a question for you guys. Two things. One, to, uh, to that point, is that, 
by the time it was in Labor Day, uh, on Labor Day and was number one again, it was available on VOD. Still not on Blu-ray, but more so than any other movie this summer. That was the movie, like, if you had to see it, you had to go to the theater. It was not, Mm -hmm. all these other movies had a very short window. Jeff's still eating his hat. Good. And then a staple. Oh, Oh my God, Jeff. Good. Oh, Jeff, I had to staple it together. I don't know. You had to staple Yeah, okay, nice. And, and my second become, point, it has become unsafe for me to continue eating this. <laughs> Do we think, because Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture, um, and uh, no, the other movies above it were not, but... Uh, do we think Top Gun Maverick's got a shot at a Best Picture nomination? I don't know about Best Picture, but I would not be surprised at all if it got a bunch of Oscar nominations, yeah, especially yeah, for yeah. like uh, below-the-line stuff, like uh, sound mixing and things of that nature. Well, I'm going to yeah. call it right now Best Picture nomination. I'm not going to even doubt you, Jermaine, because I we think don't, it's we're, we're not in the We're not in the Anybody want to eat anything? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. No. <laughs> no, uh, no, I do not. Um, I also just want to point out Top Gun Maverick is a movie we all enjoyed, and I do wonder if COVID had never happened, right? And Top Gun had come out in 2020 like it was supposed to, would it have done as well? I'm convinced that the answer is no to that. Yeah, we can never never know, but I think that there's something about this movie in the releasing in the wake of the pandemic, but also uh, all the other superhero movies that like we're all used to watching these days that like it's so different than all of those. That is why what made it catch on with people. You know, it probably Definitely would have been number th- probably would have number three at the box office. <laughs> I mean, it, like you said, it's it's impossible to prove the counterfactual, yeah. but it 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 does feel like there was something in the zeitgeist in this particular moment in time. And and if if we had just moved on normally as a society without COVID, and movies had come out, and there had been no lull, and you know, it just been part of the churn of you know hundreds of movies a year instead of things just not coming out for a long time and nobody going to the movies for a long time. I just feel it, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm clinging on to my original assessment of the movie that it wasn't special enough to people. Uh, and maybe I'm just in- inherently wrong. Maybe it was always going to be special to people, but something about this moment feels like a very big contributing factor to me. I agree. There's also uh, so, several other ex- exogenous factors like, or, uh, you know, external factors like the fact that not very many movies came out this summer, you know? And so Top Gun didn't have as much competition as it would have right. had in the previous year, you know? So absolutely true. all kinds of stuff. But whatever the case happens, um, Jermaine is basically vindicated. The movie was the biggest hit of the year so far. Only two movies have a chance to even dethrone it in 2022 which are Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, and Avatar, The Way of Water. Uh, yeah, there's no that, Dave. They're both going to be massive hits, but I do... No, I don't think either is going to make as much domestically. I think Avatar internationally will beat it. Avatar also mm. only has a couple weeks, right? So, not that much. We'll talk about the whole run. We'll talk about the whole run. The eventually, they talk about right? the whole yeah. run. Yeah, eventually, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, in, in hindsight. All right, so... Anyway, it, it's one of the most notable entertainment stories of the year that Jermaine just seemingly wandered into by accident. No, I'm just joking. That was all skill. Um, and right. so so any other thoughts on Top Gun Maverick before we move on with the rest of the list? Uh, but I, I wanted to give a special amount of time for this massive, massive story. Yeah, I just think it, I might I watch think, it again tonight. So just it, it is yeah. funny to me, you know, we we credit where credit is due. I wrote the limerick. I mean the limerick. Justice for Jermaine. We're here. We're giving you credit. I mean, we we crapped on you in a completely unfair way. Credit where credit is due. However, it remains very funny to me 
that the difference between your justice and ours is two points in the in the grand scheme of things. You got <laughs> additional points in the summer wager for the amount of crap you took. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that and that's what I was trying to points. say earlier. You're 100 yeah. percent right, and but yeah, but, uh, yeah I I, yeah, yeah. I I appreciate it, and it was, it was yeah, fun. but 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 you know, Jermaine's fate in the wager illustrates a stark truth, which is it's not about getting one choice really correct. It's about whose board has the most things closest to the right answers. Yeah. That will ultimately reveal who's the winner of the summer movie wager. So or maybe it is about getting one correct, but not at the number one spot. Mm-hmm. Right. Perhaps. Peter Serretta, did you have any other thoughts on Top Gun Maverick before we move on? Yeah, I think Top Gun Maverick was just the one of the best movies this summer. Like we, If you look at the list of movies this summer... I'm not going to say that they were bad, but they all kind of underwhelmed my expectations. And Top Gun Maverick was a movie I went into. I don't even like the original Top Gun. And I was expecting to go into it. And even though everybody loved it, I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to like it as much. And I ended up loving Top Gun Maverick. And it made me want to rewatch Top Gun. And I, I feel like that happened to everybody. And there was just not another movie that came out this summer that was so such a feel good everybody agrees like was just a fun time i agree it's i think it's the only movie i saw three times in theaters uh it was a great time great time so i I would argue you know i tend to do my list very cynically uh in in assessing the tastes of the mainstream movie going culture I think especially this year and, and and usually in years, I tend to be pretty cynical about it, putting movies that I sense will be awful, but feel like big four quadrant experiences at the top. Jurassic World is one of those. But I using the power of the summermoviewager.com, I've just been going back through all of the number one movies of the summer. We, you know, we skipped several years for COVID, but 2022, 2019, 2018, 2017, all the way back to 2007, all right? I The number one movie of the summer, money-making-wise, has only been a movie I thought was objectively bad twice. Twice! That is uh, a Transformers, whatever it was, in, uh, Jurassic World in 2015, and transformers uh and what 2011 is that what it is no that's harry potter uh 2009 2009 is transformers 2 was the number one movie but other than that it's been what i consider to be very entertaining well-made marvel movies for several of them avengers endgame avengers infinity war uh we got a toy story 3 we got finding dory we got wonder woman guardians of the galaxy i mean Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. I, I kind of, I feel like I need to personally reassess my methodology when compiling this list. And I feel like more often than not, quality does win out. It's not just these crass commercial cash-in movies that end up being number one at the box office. Dark Knight uh, is one of the years was the top yeah. I mean, good movies. Hey, I think great point, Jeff. And I'm glad that this year's movie wager has caused some soul searching for you. And B, I really hope that <laughs> this you. can help lift you out of last place, which happens to occur every single year for you. No, on the wager, that's so. not. I've won it multiple <laughs> years. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I'm messing with you, man. Um, but anyway, it's a good, it's it's a good because, call. 
the years that I won. So I, I won in 2009 when Transformers 2 was the movie at the top. And I put it at the top. So maybe I just, I'm like stuck in that. Like, that's the way to win. Yeah, that's the way to win. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the ticket, baby. Well, that's the, that's um, the so. thing, though, Jeff, is that like we always want the summer movies to be good. We're like, oh my God, I really hope whatever is really good. And 95% of the time, they, they stink. Like, even like we talked about like Thor briefly. We're going to talk about a bunch of these other movies in a second here. We want them to be great, and they usually are not. Top Gun was right. the opposite. And that's why another huge factor in it. Yeah. All right. Um, so. Those are some thoughts on Top Gun Maverick, which came in number one at the box office, seven hundred one million or seven hundred plus million dollars. It's still raking up, raking in cash every week uh, as we speak. And the final tally, right? Jermaine put it at number three. That was the highest. I put it at number six. Peter put it at number six. Devinger put it at the next highest at number five. Jeff at number eight, as you heard earlier in the podcast. Um, but Jermaine put it the highest. Nicely done, Jermaine. Thank the you. number two pick this year. Uh, or the number two ranking this year was Doctor Strange two at four hundred eleven million dollars. Now, that is a massive drop. That is an entire Mission Impossible film <laughs> between yeah. Doctor yeah. Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and Top Gun Maverick. That said, four hundred plus million dollars is still a really solid take for Doctor Strange two. Um, my theory of how, why this went down is like it was drafting off of the quality and goodness of. Uh, of Spider-Man No Way Home. Doctor Strange is a major character in that movie. That movie de dealt a lot with multiverses. And I think people were like, oh, this will be like the next part of like that multiverse story from Spider-Man No Way Home. Because if you compare Doctor Strange 2 to Thor Love and Thunder, like I think they're like pretty comparable movies. To me, there's nothing that like elevates one dramatically over the other, even though Doctor Strange 2... Yeah, I yeah, know you guys, I disagree with that. Okay, well, fair I, enough. I, I, I want to point out, for as, mu as much as this year's summer movie wager is the story of Jermaine Lucier. I don't want to underestimate how wrong Dave Chen was. Yes, <laughs> let's make this clear. A, a sure bet for number two would be... Oh, yeah. There's a big Everybody, summer... You had movie. to pick it, right? Yeah. We, yeah. Er, the the conventional wisdom, the common wisdom, the wisdom that we all agreed on, the consensus was... Uh, Thor and, and Doctor Strange. Thor and Doctor yep. Strange are going to yep. be packed together right there. Yes, yes. And... Dave Chen, who, let's be honest, probably didn't pull any audio clips for this part, <laughs> was very, very adamant that Thor history. was going to yeah. outperform Doctor Strange too. I don't. I think adamant is a really strong word, Jeff, because uh, I. That's the word I chose. It was a big. It was a big swing, you know, that I that I put Thor above Doctor Strange. I agree, it was a big. Swing, but you know that's often how winners and losers are made in uh, a game. Oh, like that's this. my point. A loser was made. <laughs> <laughs> single biggest, single biggest mistake oh, for uh, oh, David yeah. Chen was uh, putting Thor: Love and Thunder at number two. It, uh, it's tr it's true. If I had if I had made the switch or done made different choices, I would be the victor. And, you know, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to counter with you, Jeff. Okay, two <laughs> things I want to say in response. Number one. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, Jeff, for choosing love and thunder, love instead of madness. Okay, sorry about that. My bad. My bad for you know. Isn't it you that that it's like, uh, hey, think about what you want to put out into the world and make it a better place. You know, I'm like, hey, I want love to triumph in, over true. madness. You are a and, lover, uh, not a fighter, Dave. And, and I know now, that now I'm being punished for this uh, extremely. Uh, <laughs> 
sensible decision. Sorry, Jack. Oh yeah, f me, right? F me. Sorry for trying to be better about what's in the world. Okay, oh, you're right. I'm and, glad you've you've uh, <laughs> conflated my attack on you as an attack on love, Dave. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well done. And then, uh, and secondly, the other thing I'm gonna add is just that um, I don't remember. <laughs> I, 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 I had a I had a second point, but go ahead, Jermaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I th- I think I I honestly don't think it was that huge of a swing for Dave to, to to do this. But I think the reason we all picked it here and he, um is the runway, right? Like when you talk about Jeff, you talk about like your sort of yep. strategy yep. on the wager. Yeah, that first movie this summer is going to be in the top three unless it's terrible because it just has more room to play. Doctor Strange also came on Disney Plus pretty quick after that, which might have like you know cut off shaved off a couple you know tens of millions. But I think when you look at Thor and Doctor Strange, we were like, well, Thor probably is going to be the better movie, but Doctor Strange is the first movie out the summer. It has an extra month and a half on it. And I think that's probably, that's definitely why the four of us picked that. And and David just really, really loves Chris Hemsworth arms. So that's okay. It's, it's true. I mean, I, I will say that I, I don't think that they were actually that far apart there is 70 million dollar difference between doctor strange 2 and thor love and thunder i i guess that's pretty big i guess that's pretty big also i I, i'm gonna be honest i wasn't a big particularly big fan of either of those films unfortunately um but doctor strange 2 i guess people thought it was better certainly they came out in force in the box office and as you said jermaine it did come out earlier in the summer uh, and that does help at all uh, he lost more points than jermaine gained in his with his bold strategy you know just remember, folks, in, in a game like the Summer Movie Wager, in order to live, you must be willing to die. <laughs> oh, and the second thing I was going to say, I remember the second thing is, Jeff, um, hey, you know, Jeff, I'm going to reiterate a point I made earlier, which is it's not about getting every single choice exactly right. You know, it's about getting enough things uh-huh. close to what it was supposed to be that you end up with a score higher than literally all you mofos. But <laughs> Anyway, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about yeah, that. Okay. The, the rules of the summer movie wager are so weird and so. <laughs> do you know, Dave? Without looking, don't look. Mm-hmm. What is the point difference of where I placed Top Gun Maverick and Jermaine placed Top Gun Maverick? I'm gonna guess it's something like three points or so. Two points. Two, two points. Yeah. Two yeah. points. We we're yeah. just talking about that. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know if you noticed, but there is a sign that says "Justice for Jermaine" in my video feed, and I think it's a it's a sign to reform the summer movie wager rules. So, actually, right. from my actually, perspective, it looks like "Justice for Germ," which looks like a weird <laughs> anti germ answer. It's a suitable yeah. nickname. It's a suitable <laughs> nickname. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more conversation about this year's summer box office. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Microdose Gummies. Now, the idea of microdosing is something you've probably heard about. It's all about taking small amounts of things like CBD or THC to help you just feel a little bit better. It gives you a creative boost. It can help with anxiety or sleep or something like that. Microdose gummies uh, are exactly like they sound. They're little gummy candies that deliver a nice entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel pretty good. I do think they taste really good. They're certainly better than a lot of the oil mixtures I've used before. And uh, I think they're also really fast and effective too. When I was traveling a lot, I used to use CBD products, uh, you know, to help with flying and stuff like that. Now I'm using microdose gummies, uh, you know, after the end of a very long day. And certainly I'm ready to take them on my next cross-country flight. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, just do a quick search online or go to microdose.com and use code FILMCAST to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com and code FILMCAST. 
All right. So that was Doctor Strange number two, $411 million. Um, Peter, Devendra, Jermaine, and Jeff all hit that movie dead on for 10 points. Yeah. Which Bravo. is great, but it means nothing because if everybody gets it right, everybody gets it right. You know, yeah. that means yeah. nothing. To quote uh, Sean Archer and face off, bra fucking vo, everyone. <laughs> Good job. The okay? only person who got it wrong is you, Dave. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the only thing. It can only hurt. It can't help. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Okay, number three at the box office was Jurassic World Dominion at $375 million, a movie that literally every single one of us Chose as number one. Now, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: we all knew that the movie would be bad, and we all thought that it would do well anyway. Per, per yeah. Jeff's comment about the cynicism, right? But I think where we all failed is we didn't do a good job of predicting how bad the movie would be. Correct. It would be so bad that it would be unable to overcome people's enthusiasms for seeing dinosaurs on the big screen. Yeah, but you say that, but it's number three at the. I mean, three hundred seventy-five yeah. million dollars. It's not nothing to sneeze right. at. It's, it's a still good, better than the first movie, so whatever. But, but I think, when, I think, you know you're such a big Jurassic World Dominion defender, But I think this speaks to your Top Gun <laughs> Maverick point, Jeff. If, if Dominion had been, if it had been like 20% better, if it actually yeah. had dinosaurs in it, not locusts, the whole movie, yeah. the movie would have made 500 million oh, and been number runaway, two. Runaway success. Would have been right. runaway, yeah. if, if the movie was any good at all. It any good have, at all, it yeah. would have made yeah. another $200 million. But like, you right. know, it immediately came out and, and we all trashed it and everyone went to see it. And fans who came out who see like three movies a year, like, oh man, that was, that was kind of crappy. And you're like, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. And so that, the word of mouth killed it. And I think... Uh, so yeah, quality is is important, but still, I, I, it still, it still had big enough name to make what three hundred change. Right, I, I'm going to say that Jeff did make a good point in the most dickish way imaginable, which is <laughs> my way that um, that every movie in the top five is a huge success. In like from my from what I can tell, like every movie in the top five, no matter where it ranked. It, every movie in the top five made well over $300 million domestic. That's like huge. And even though Jurassic World Dominion could have made a lot more, $375 million, Jeff is right. Nothing to sneeze at. Uh, it's a solid take for this movie. Especially Not, compared to where we were last year, right? Where we yes, were like, totally. oh my God, will any of this survive? You yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, Jurassic World Dominion number three, a movie I don't think any of us really liked. Maybe Peter better, likes it. better than the first one. I, I thought it was yeah. dumb, but it was fun. But the thing I wanted to say is, like, when Jeff was reading that list of all the people, all the movies that placed number one throughout the summer, yeah, most of them were good, but the ones that were bad were like these big event things that people had to go see. And I, I really felt that Jurassic World Dominion was going to be that. Yeah. Like it had all the ingredients of like the original mm-hmm. cast coming back. It yeah. was just not good. Yeah, yeah. The, the original cast was wasted, in my opinion. Like it, it actually yeah. sullied me on the. It made me retroactively question what, how much I like the original cast, basically, in that movie. <laughs> I was like, Jurassic so. Park three is pretty good, actually. Now that uh, no, back, uh, yeah, it's no. much better than that. Yeah, I will not go to that it to is. that state. But okay, <laughs> um, Jurassic Park three is number trash. four. So everyone put everyone put Jurassic World Dominion as number five. I'm sorry, as number one, and we all got five points for it. Number four, Minions: The Rise of Gru. Uh, at $360.3 million, Peter is the only one that hit that one dead on. Yeah. Big difference maker, maker for Peter. That's it. We got to mm. give it up for that. That was yeah. pretty nicely, pretty Nicely done, Peter, for yeah. Minions, The Rise of yeah. Gru at number four. Yeah. Um, yeah. When this one came out and I saw the first opening weekend, I was like, I'm toast. I was just like, I know I did pick this one wrong. Very, very wrong. This was a big mistake here for me, I felt. And uh, yeah, Peter nailed it. Nice, nice work. 
yeah. this is one of the few things that I didn't base off data. I I go I'm very data and like looking at the past results, but I go to a lot of theme parks and I see how many people are wearing like minions t-shirts and whatever. And I was like, that that's what made me put this at this level. Well, that's some data, Peter. That's some some qualitative well, data you got. I think what you're yeah. saying is you got an unfair advantage, and I accept <laughs> and I accept your apology. I think it's almost like he saw 12 minutes of the film, you know. (laughs) This one uh, for me is a victim of Lightyear. Like Lightyear screwed my Minions ranking for me. Because if Mm -hmm. if there had been no Lightyear, I would have ranked Minions even higher. Because there's always sort of that kid-friendly family movie in the top five right around this area. And I just, I put Lightyear ahead of Minions, not realizing what a giant turd Lightyear was going to be. There might as well have been no Lightyear. You know, it's like, yeah. This. Yeah. So all, all, you know, you mentioned a good point, Jeff, which is that all of us other than Peter put Lightyear as number four. Yeah. Every single one of us put Lightyear as number four. Um, Lightyear in reality was number eight. Uh, and I think all of us are still kind of wishing for those halcyon days of 2017 when a movie like Coco can make $807 million at the box office and be transcendently good and amazing and everyone loves it. And it's like, this was the first Pixar I think theatrical only release since COVID began, as far as I could tell, right? Yeah. So the the one for we, boys, the one that should have been a sure success, right? Yeah. We were yeah. all we were all hoping that Lightyear would really, you know, pull through for us, and instead it was, it was supposed to be Top Gun Maverick, supposed to give us that feeling. Yeah, yeah, and instead it like kind of bombed. Lightyear kind of bombed. You know, I was oh, the top yeah. five movies. Every one of the top five movies did pretty well, but like the Lightyear kind of bombed because that movie cost two hundred million dollars to make. Minions so. made over double what Lightyear made. Yes, that's yes. that's a bomb. It made over triple what Lightyear made, Jeff. It made over triple what Lightyear. Oh, made, you're right, so. over triple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think that was all marketing. Like, I think the movie was so badly marketed. Like, people didn't understand what it was. There was like some like people that were like, oh. T- they got rid of Tim Allen. I don't know. Like it was, it was weird. Yeah, well, the I, movie I was also you. not, not, not great in my opinion. Like it's, it's not a movie that leaves you feeling like what you think that movie is going to yeah. make. Right. You, yeah. you think, as Jeff put it really well during our review of Lightyear, it's like you think it's going to be kind of like a Saturday morning serial type of a uh, cartoon type deal that's going to play on your your memories of that stuff, and instead, it's like a very serious, brooding yeah. picture. You know? Yeah, you're like, so. you know, the time travel stuff. I, I, I like the movie probably more than all you guys, but I, I think it was also, yeah, it was it was a little too dark. And Peter's dead on with, like, the fact that you know, people are like, what is this movie? And if they had just said Buzz Lightyear yeah. and, like, people like me, I, I, I'll take full credit being like, no, it's the cartoon of this and that. And people are like, I don't care. Like, nobody wanted yeah. to hear any of that stuff. So Peter is 100% right. And then yes, you guys are all right. It was that was just the wrong chemistry of a really great idea. I think. Well, it, but I, I, people I do were think you guys are... Go ahead, I do think you guys are a little bit more cynical uh, in in what you're seeing of Lightyear. Like, if you look at the IMDb ratings or the audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, like 84%, like the people that saw it didn't love it, but they liked it quite a bit. Like, it wasn't like a, a badly, the people, there was good word of mouth there. I, I think it's just people didn't see it. You know, the only people oh. whose opinions I care about, Peter, are on this podcast right now. So. <laughs> and, and not even many of those. <laughs> 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 All right. The so, thing about Lightyear is people went in expecting George <laughs> Lucas and they got Christopher Nolan, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So Minions Rise of Gru, number four. Peter hit it dead on. Uh, everyone else had put Minions uh, a little bit lower. I put it at number five. Jeff put it at number five. Devinder at number six. Jermaine at number seven. That probably cost you a little bit. Yes, Jermaine. it did. Like I said, yeah. 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 Uh, number five, 
Thor, Love and Thunder. $340 million domestic. You think this is going to make more than Thor? Yep. And I hit it dead on. Yeah. Jermaine yeah. hit was, Thor dead on as number five. Perfect. Pretty good. Which is well pretty done, good. Jermaine. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Um, so Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Uh, again, didn't, didn't love this movie. And at the same time, it still did really well. Any movie that makes over 300 million domestic is not a failure, you know? Um, so solid movie, but it didn't, I don't think it felt as essential, honestly, to me as multiverse of madness, like multiverse, big cameos, Dr. Strange is in it. You know, Thor, love and thunder is like, you could have watched it. You could have not watched it. It's not really going to make any difference in terms of the MCU from my perspective. Um, well, at least yeah. multiverse, like it, it felt like it had one tone to it. This movie mm-hmm. felt like it had competing tones of like the comedy and then yeah. like the dark, the can- yeah. the cancer storyline. You know, yeah, I, I agree. It was, I I don't think it was a, a like completely successful movie. I know people disagree with me on here, but whatever the case, it made a lot of money domestically, three hundred forty million dollars. And um, where do we put that? Where do we? Where, where did Jermaine is the only one that hit it dead on? I think everyone else had it uh, either number three or number two. Yeah, I put it at number two, so I was Dumb. as Jeff put it, most wrong. Yeah, that was uh, and that was and that was it was a big mistake. <laughs> overestimating though you got to think i mean i still didn't blame you when i heard that it's like taika waititi like yes. he was coming out yeah. and you're like oh my god thor i love ragnarok so good this is gonna be so much better and portman they got and yeah yeah, yeah. it's just i think it was like it was okay but underwhelmed and there you go it's uh i, well, I feel like we got to introduce some new categories to to this whole awards thing at some point because it's like uh, there, there should be an mvp award this year and maybe there should be a most wrong award <laughs> just really hang that hat on somebody. I'm yeah. with you, Davindra. I'm with yeah. you. Um, you. You know, if there is a most wrong, it might sound something like this. <laughs> Jeff Kanata, you're number eight. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. I won't play the whole thing. I won't play the whole thing. That, that, um, was, that was pretty wrong. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the thing that's funny to me is that the, the very reason you put Thor Love and Thunder hot, so high, Dave, is I think what undermined it in doing so well, you you said it was going to be this fun, feel good compared to Doctor Strange, which was you know self serious and kind of dark and brooding. And I think honestly, it was just a little too goofy. Like it was a little too mm-hmm. goofy for people. I just didn't yeah. like you're talking about. What didn't feel essential? I will say that Thor Ragnarok only made three hundred fifteen million dollars domestic, and so this movie actually made more money than Thor Ragnarok. And I think everyone thought Thor Ragnarok was a huge hit. When yeah, that movie came out, right? Yeah. So it's like every time of year, though. Then I think that came in November, and that's a, in the summer. The summer just gives it a different, you know, spin. I think. But yeah, I think I didn't know even that. even as we are in like the top five here, like how many of our assumptions were completely upended, right? Like obviously, Top Gun Maverick, Jurassic World Dominion wasn't number one, right? Doctor Strange did I think better than any of us thought, even though you guys all thought it would do really well. But like, I don't know that people thought it would be like four hundred million dollars well. Uh, and so like all those things have already like upended a yeah. lot of what our assumptions would be. And so at this point, I'm lucky to be getting any points for <laughs> Thor 11 Thunder, right? Yeah. Which, which I got three points for because I put it at number two. It came in at number five. So after this point, guys, it starts getting pretty bleak. Uh, it starts becoming kind of a crapshoot because there is a two or $190 million difference between number five and number six at the box office. Yeah, this is right. this, yeah, this is incredible to me. Like I looked at that list and I'm like, I I I can't explain it. I, and it's weird because the movies below here are actually pretty good, but probably like we didn't expect them to be good. I don't know. It's very interesting. And well, Peter, you you talk about you, you always come equipped with the statistics. I'm I'm always uh, impressed when you've got the you know your 
your numbers <laughs> and your number expectations and what past year means for different, you know, it feels like 150 million, which is number six, is off the list most years, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know about, usually like number 10 is around, is around like the 120 to 150 range, mm -hmm. if I recall correctly. Um, but I, I would agree with you that this is very high up for a, a movie that made only $149 million. I mean, um, I put this movie at number 10, so yeah. I was way off on this one. I think we all thought it would crack $100 million maybe, and that would yeah. put it around the low end of the list. You know, I put it at number eight, but the movie that we're all talking about is Elvis, the Baz Luhrmann movie, which, you know, was a breakout success for a movie yeah. that was uh, budgeted at around $70 million and, and actually like a sign of hope at the box office, like that a movie like this despite being a fairly rote biopic, in my opinion, um, could still do well. You know, yeah. that's like really encouraging sign. It's uh, super yeah. long. It's Bob yeah. Lerman, but yeah. getting butts in seats. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was yeah. the movie that my mom was most excited to see this, this summer, you know? And I think there's a lot of people that remember Elvis that were excited to see it. Yeah. I mean, like where Top Gun kind of played to an older crowd, this did too. Obviously didn't have the same success, but like in the older crowd, but also the Austin Butler crowd. So it kind of had a, a good cross-section of, uh, of audiences probably bring a lot of like teenage girls that maybe not wouldn't have come. So, uh, and Boz Lerman's got a huge following too. So, you know, I was surprised it did so well, but it did well. And I, and I enjoyed the film. So I do want to just, just for comparison, right in 2019 pre COVID, the number six movie, like this slot was taken by John wick chapter three, that movie made $171 million. And then in 2018, again, pre COVID the number six movie was solo, a star Wars story. Uh, and that movie made $213 million. So yeah, this is very high up to be having a movie that's making $150. Um, and again, goes to show you just not not that many movies out this, this summer. I mean, I got, guys, I remember when we were making our lists and like kind of struggling to come up with 10 at all, which is how movies like Downton Abbey ended up on my list. <laughs> anyway, we'll get oh, to we'll that. We'll talk about that, yeah. We'll get to that. So... That's Elvis is number six, uh, and all of us, none of us got it dead on. Number seven. This was a good nope. one. The yeah. Jordan Peele film Nope, which came in with $120 million. Again, pre I, I, I think uh, Devendra, Peter, and myself all hit this dead on. Mm -hmm. I think we all thought it would make more money than this. Yes. You know, yeah. than 120. Um, I think we all again, had, a, had, a, had the right sense, though, because... Uh, Jermaine and, and I only were one off, one away. With yeah. it. So I think we all sort of yeah. felt like Nope was going to be in this yeah. seven-ish range. And, and we were all pretty accurate on that. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Nope is the only movie on this list that is not based off of a pre-existing IP of any kind. Um, which is its own accomplishment. Like that, that Jordan Peele can make there's, a movie. Oh no no! I guess the uh, bullet train is yeah right? bullet train based off yeah. So nope is the only one not based, which is like that is an achievement to be able to create something from nothing, no previous IP, uh, and make something create a movie that makes over a hundred million dollars. Like huge props to Jordan Peele uh, on Nope, which Isn't, made one hundred twenty million dollars. You think Jordan Peele is the IP now these days? I think yeah, he might perhaps, be. The, he's, he's the yeah, he's sure. name right. He's yeah, a Shyamalan esque, yeah. like Nolan esque figure that can like people will see a movie because it's his doing yeah, absolutely he's in that yeah. class yeah yeah he's in he's in that class yeah agreed so all right guys number eight light year 118 million dollars uh 
pretty pretty big disaster at the box office and mm. sad that like Pixar movies have largely been consigned to Disney Plus straight to streaming. This, as Devinger put it, this was supposed to be the big one. Mm-hmm. And it came in at $118 million, way lower than any of us thought. Um, again, Peter put it at number five. Everyone else, me, Devindra, Jermaine, and Jeff all put it at number four. We all thought it was going to make at least $200 million, I think, or yeah. in that range. Um, and I think we've already said why we, we think it didn't make that much money. You know, does anyone have, have any thoughts on any more thoughts on I was just curious. I was just curious, like, where does it rank among Pixar movies? And if I'm looking, I'm looking at Box Office Mojo, and it looks like. 181 million puts it 19th of all time Pixar. It uh, right below Cars 2, but above A Bug's Life at Cars 3 and The Good Dinosaur. You said 181. It's 118. It's 118. 118. That, I'm sorry. That puts it at that puts it dead last, except for Onward, which got uh, which was co- during COVID. COVID. Yeah. Right. So that is dead last, beaten by The Good Dinosaur. Sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. a and big that's switch. Thing. The Good Dinosaur was was like widely regarded as a bomb when it came out. Unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. and critics. I don't think it deserved to be this low in the Pixar pan- pantheon. No, I, I really agree. don't. I, like, agree. I don't think it's. I think it's not. It's not obviously top tier or second tier, but I think it's like yeah, it's there. Otherwise, like it, it is better than certainly the Good Dinosaur. One thing I'll point out here is that this is a kids movie, right? And this is a movie where I think child excitement will get parents to bring them to the theater. And especially like groups of kids and multiple kids and things like that. So I wonder if it just didn't have that. I also wonder if parents were like, maybe heard some of this buzz and was just like, buzz. doesn't, doesn't buzz. actually sound like a fun kids movie. So it's like probably a whole bunch of things, but you know, I have younger family yeah, members and I, none I, of know, them were excited about it. Parents, parents like, saying like, I took my children to go see Lightyear and they came out crying. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> they came out contemplating the, the, in an existential spiral. Yeah, you know, like, does this yeah. mean you'll die someday, Father? Yes, 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 it does. How, how can we never do the thing that Buzz does in the movie, <laughs> where he like skips over your entire life? I don't want that to happen. You know, I will say again, the movie I wish I could have gone to see in movie theaters is The Sea Beast. That's the movie mm, that deserves yeah. to be on this list. I know it's a Netflix joint, so it wasn't going to happen, Good. but man, that movie. It is the best kids movie this year. Yeah, best, I agree. You're right. Best awesome. animated kids movie this wow. year. Best movie it. that deserves to be on the biggest screen with the best audio you can muster. Sea Beast. I agree. Awesome movie. I should see Sea Beast? You should. Yes. It's phenomenal, should. Jermaine. You'll Forget love it. it. See, so see, 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 see. Yeah. Music Actually, I want to add to that. You know what? Um, you should also like email your friends about Sea Beast and then CC some people about seeing Sea Beast. <laughs> nice, nice. I love it. I love it. And actually, no, make sure you tell your friend CC as well. So tell CC you can CC no, CC about seeing. She's C-C-C. in a different. She's in a different time zone. She's in a CC right now. <laughs> what? I don't even. I get don't that. get that one at all. <laughs> Isn't that a place? That's C-C-C. a place. Sure. <laughs> well, okay. You, I appreciate the yes end, but you kind of cut that one short. Though. Did I do it? Did uh, I ruin it? I think Peter was trying to say something. <laughs> yeah, they, they, is it a location? Or anyway. Yeah. All right, Peter, Serena, what were you going to say? Yeah, yeah. the other movie that should have been in theaters this summer is a movie called Prey. And I really actually mm-hmm. think it would have been in this top 10. I actually yeah, honestly like, think. But the filmmaker, is he? Who do we? What not do we a fan. Not a fan. I mean, not a fan not of a fan. him, right? <laughs> There is a really interesting question to ask about how well Prey would have done. You know, it has a lot going for it. Uh, obviously, it's an incredible film by someone who I'm told is talented. Not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, no independent confirmation. Uh, it's based off a of pre-existing IP, but it also has no 
name actors or actors yeah, no who are going to be willing to like get people to put butts in seats. And it's a prequel. Like the marketing would have been tricky. Um, I think it could have done uh, black. I think it would have been in the top time. Money. I, 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 I agree. It could have. Yeah, it could have done black phone numbers. It could have done. Um, uh, certainly, you know, we just there's a movie that came out this weekend called Barbarian that made ten million dollars opening weekend. Like it definitely could have done Barbarian mm-hmm. numbers. So I, I agree. It could have. Uh, could have done well. But it's yeah. It's it's. Um, I think it's a little more complicated. Yeah, it's a, it's uh, a than, whole than, business. Than, People yeah, being like, "Oh, it should have been in theaters." You know, I agree, yeah, it would have done yeah. well, but it's like, it, you know, it's complicated. The conversation um, around it is very different now because it's like all about being a streaming success, whereas it could have been a light year situation, and mm-hmm. then that's that's the the stain of the movie, you know. So mm-hmm. hey, I'm yeah. glad it succeeded on Hulu. That said, we all love we all you know. Yeah. To, to be clear, we all Watch love the Prey. movie, but it's Prey. like Prey is amazing, awesome. Who knows? Who knows how well it would have done at the box office? Uh, it's it's un, it's unknowable, but and and I think it's to be clear, I think Peter. Uh, we all think it should have come. It, it deserved a theatrical. Like if you've seen what else has come out in uh, in the box office, like it deserved a theatrical release. So that was number eight. Lightyear won eighteen million dollars at the domestic box office. Dave, yes. CC is a hill town in central Italy's Umbria there region. There you Hence go. Saint Francis of Assisi. Yeah. So you have to CC CC in CC to in see. Oh yeah. In a CC to CC beast. Got it. Which, by the way, as good as it is, would do we think it actually would have made money in the box office? I'd, I'd give it a C. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, if that's the reason your computer crashed because you're looking that up, I'm going to be really sad. <laughs> well, Wikipedia makes my computer crash? <laughs> my God. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully, if you're listening at home, that was completely seamless and you didn't hear any of that. A, um, a, C, a C seamless. Uh, uh, <laughs> How dare you not know? How dare you tell me my yes ending didn't work? Number nine, the Black Phone, which made eighty nine point six million dollars. That's great. Uh, now great for this movie, yeah, 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 awesome, awesome job. Cargill and Derrickson did a great job with the movie. I think we all really enjoyed it. Um, none of us had this on our top ten. I didn't even have it as a dark horse. Yeah, yeah. All of us had like all of us except for Jeremy had a dark horse, and I think the reason is because I think we actually accurately predicted that mm-hmm. it would probably make around this much money. Yes, but we just yeah. didn't think that a movie that made eighty nine million dollars could make it into the top ten. It was on my original right. list. I'm looking at like earlier drafts right. of my list, and it was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but th- that's the shock. Is you know, well, well first of all. Uh, it's not granted. It's not a given that a movie like this will break out and do well like this. And this is a pretty big success in terms of like a small indie horror film. Right. Um, so that's awesome. But then also it's not given that once you make $89 million, you're going to be in the top 10. It's just, so it's just a testament to like how rough it's been at the box office. And, and a testament yeah. that it was the only thing in, of this nature. I mean, obviously, like you said, we talked, we, you could have had, you could have seen, watch Prey at home or something. But if you wanted to go to the theater and see a scary movie, Black Phone isn't a traditional scary movie, but it's the scariest movie out there. And I think that really, really it, it having that that uh, that whole audience to itself and being good definitely helped. For comparison, in 2019, uh, the number nine film that year was Pokemon Detective Pikachu. That movie made one hundred forty four million dollars domestic. Yeah. Right? So compare that to. Uh, eighty nine point six million dollar domestic this year for the Black Phone. Uh, it's a big come down. Finally, All right, before we get to this one, yeah, uh, I, I would like to set up that the the whole summer movie wager came down to this tenth spot, 
and it's, wait, it's, wait, wait. Did, didn't someone make that prediction on the original podcast? Yes, mm-hmm. and There's someone also, uh, and he might be wearing green glasses and named Peter, was very, very like, how could the movie that I picked, he's like, that's never going to make any money. So it, was another, it wasn't as Top Gunny, but I will say that um, there are two films battled for this top spot. One was there pretty early, and the other one snuck up. And if the summer movie wager ended, I believe, a two days earlier, <laughs> the results would have been different. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we, 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 we have our rules, and the rules are the rules. <laughs> But now I, let's I, talk I, I about- remember I remember it was like a few years ago when um, I lost because of the last uh, like literally the events of Labor Day weekend. Like I yes. think it was once upon a time in Hollywood basically like inched up over a certain spot. And then as a result, I got bumped out of the top slot. Right. So. Yeah. And this this the, the, the next two that we're talking about, uh, the next one really is uh, it inched into this 10th spot on, I believe, the Sunday, if not the Monday mm-hmm. um, to. To take my dead hit at number ten, and mm. drop it to zero point number eleven, yeah, and flip the that's entire game. Rough. That's a, yeah. that's a thirteen point swing yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's brutal. It's, yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. So the number ten movie was Bullet Train, making eighty eight million dollars domestic, uh, and Jermaine, this was one of your dark horses. Everyone else had it on the list. Uh, I was closest. I had it at number nine. It came in at number 10 in reality. Um, Peter had it at number eight. Devendra had it at number eight. Jeff had it at number seven. I mean, everyone was reasonably close to, to this one, other than Jermaine. Of course. So actually, Jermaine, maybe you should explain yourself. Why did you think it wouldn't make the top 10? Um, I don't know. I, don't, I still don't know. I, I haven't seen it. I specifically oh, didn't go oh. see it. Because it's really good. Um, I'm sure it's good. I specifically you, didn't you, go see you it. You wanted to spend more money. My $15 yeah. was going to be the $15. That put it over the top. So I will. Yeah. I, I still want to see it. I don't know. I, I again. I. I. You know. It might still be. It might. I think I saw footage of CinemaCon. I think I saw like the first ten minutes, and I just didn't grab me. And I was. I think I was like. I probably thought the quality was not going to be there, uh, and obviously I was wrong. Um, so I think that was why I, I was like, eh, dark horse. But um, you know, the, it, it definitely cost me, and, and not having it on the list didn't cost me as much as losing my number ten. But still, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's for, for uh, coming from someone who has seen it, Jermaine, uh, the movie's a blast. It's a lot of fun, and it doesn't surprise me that it's at number ten. Eighty-eight million dollars—a solid take for a movie of this kind. Uh, I had a great time with the movie, but um, yeah, again, eighty-eight, very uh, probably the lowest number ten, possibly in the history of some movie wager, like just in terms of yeah. dollar yeah. amount, right? So, yeah. and also the movie didn't it has it was made for ninety million dollars, so yeah. Not not a huge success either. Yeah, um, it'll make but, money internationally. And, yeah, it's, it'll make and, money and, internationally. and it's really, it's really like I said, the reason. And I thought I was good going in those last couple of weeks because it wasn't performing to its level. But the lack of competition in August this year was unprecedented. This summer, a lot of unprecedented things for all these reasons. Top Gun and not as many movies, but like nothing came out in the last like three weeks. And so a movie with Brad Pitt with decent reviews, action is a very you know like. A very wide genre, broad genre, and, and it kept inching up, and it actually v- performed very well. Labor Day, even especially with that like three dollar movie day, and uh, you know if if like one other movie came out in that time, I would have been good, but it did not. Like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, time it is a cool mystery. could have been a $2 movie day, Jermaine. You would have been fine. <laughs> oh, my God. $2 movie day. One day. Yeah. Time is a cruel mistress. Well, it's worth also ca- uh, calling out what numbers 11, 12, and 13 were this year because many of us had them on our top 10 or as dark horses, right? Number 11 was $85 million, Where the Crawdads Sing. And this was the one that you had at number 10. You just barely missed it, Jermaine. Right? Just barely missed it. Only person who had it on the list. It looks like only you, Dave, uh, had it as a dark horse. I had it as a dark horse, yeah. And, and it was, again, it, 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 for me, the reason I had it number 10, I knew it wasn't going to be a huge hit. I knew, but I knew it, it filled a, a void that no other movie this summer did, which was like it going for the uh, uh, for women. A movie that like is based on a book that people who don't go to the movies a lot read. Like, it was like Oprah's book club type thing. Uh, and I think also the movie wasn't great. I saw it. It wasn't very good. My wife, Jane, had read the book, and I'm like, how did that compare? She goes, oh, the, she's like, it's terrible. <laughs> like, um, mm. So, But, you know, it's like, oh, you know, a bunch of, you know, people wanted to go see this movie, and they did, and just $3 million, $3 million sure of my 13 points. Uh, <laughs> so close. But, uh, I, can't, I can't tell if you really regret this decision, Jermaine. Um, no, I mean, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, don't. I think I was, I was that close. I was, you know, mm-hmm. it was that we, close. We, we haven't revealed the winner yet. You could yeah. have won, Jermaine. You could have, you could have still won, but, Jermaine. Yeah, sure, I could have won, but 13, <laughs> losing 13 points on the last day is, mm-hmm. uh, is yeah, it's pretty brutal. painful. And also, the, the justice for Jermaine at the beginning of the podcast, if there, if, if I had actually <laughs> yeah. won, I believe yeah. the justice would have been served. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, okay, well, number 12, this was the big surprise. So I'm going to tell you guys, this is a situation where when I saw literally everyone had it on their list and I didn't, I I metaphorically pooped myself. Like I was like, <laughs> oh, sh- oh shit, like I should have put this on the list. Like maybe I really messed up by not putting this on my list. Um, number 12 is DC League of Super Pets at $82 million. Now I thought, man, this thing's guaranteed to be top 10, right? You got Dwayne, the rock Johnson. It's got cute animals in it. It's CG. Uh, and it has, uh, it's based on the DC. Yeah. Yeah. It has literally everything you would want. It's not a box office bomb or anything, but it's certainly not a huge success at $82 million. Uh, and for me, it was my, my fear gave way to relief that I didn't put it on. And actually, um, really helped me because literally every single choice I made um, was either on the top ten or a dark horse. And uh, if I had put DC League of Super Pets on, would have bumped another one off. Um, but have any of you seen DC League of Super Pets? What did you think of the movie? No, I have not seen it. Okay, no one saw it. Okay, <laughs> there you go. We have no further thoughts. Everyone just cynically, <laughs> everyone just cynically chose it as their number nine or number ten. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to be fair, you guys were actually pretty close. You know, it came in number 12. You guys chose nine or 10. Yeah. Um, okay. Number 13. Oh, boy. <laughs> at $43 million. <laughs> that is. That's a drop. That is 5% of what Top Gun Maverick made, basically. <laughs> Two of this is DC League of Super Pets almost. It's true. It's true. Um, I mean, th- th- thank goodness no one actually put this on their list. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, you know, know be a colossal blunder, the likes of which we've <laughs> rarely seen. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, we all have as dark horses. Yeah, everyone has as a dark horse. Okay, you guys can't shame me that much. If if no one else had chosen it as a dark horse, then you might be getting some. This is what dark but horses are made for, though. So number yeah. <laughs> number thirteen is Downton era, uh, Abbey, a new era, which I put at number ten. Possibly the single biggest decision I made, uh, biggest mistake I made in yeah. the summer movie wager. Well, the points because, wise, you were still okay. 
Like, you know, despite Yeah, because, that. because not only is it not number 10, is it number 13, and it only made $43 million, but it gave literally everyone else, including Dennis, who runs the summer movie, moviewager.com, tons of ammunition with which to ridicule me throughout the course of the summer, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that is the biggest tragedy of all. But here's the, here's the other question. I, I am a big Downton Abbey fan, and I saw the film. Did anybody else see the film? No. No. Okay. No, I, I don't care for it. I don't care it's, for it. I, I care for it. The film was excellent. If you're a Downton Abbey oh, fan, wow. it is Downton Abbey of Endgame. It brings everything together. It's excellent. <laughs> but again, $43 million is probably very generous for the Downton Abbey fans to come out to the theater. It was on Peacock like the next week. Like it was just like super fast to streaming. You um, know how many PBS tote bags that is? It was a yeah. lot. That's true. I think. Uh, Certainly, you know, the last Downton Abbey made around $90 million, I think it was. Um, and so I was thinking, oh, if this if this is as good or better than the last Downton Abbey, then maybe uh, I have a chance to clinch this one. Yeah, Unfortunately, this what I did, you would have been right Downtown. there. You would have yeah, <laughs> been right if, there. If this really is the Avengers Endgame of the Downton Abbey universe, then this thing is in the bag, baby, you know? Um, but unfortunately, what I didn't anticipate was old people don't like going to movie theaters anymore. <laughs> well, that's not true. That's not true. They all went to see Top Gun Maverick like it's three true. times. It's true. Yeah. That's right. That's, I know. But they need things to really pump up the blood. too busy watching you know? Tom Cruise again and, yeah, and yeah. Elvis. Yeah. Uh, so huge miscalculation on my part and a decision I deeply, deeply regret. Okay. Yeah, I want to I want to bring up just one more time. Yes, the incredibly stellar work from Dennis. It just yes. unbelievable. Yes, extraordinary. This website is phenomenal. It, what a resource! The way it breaks down statistics and really cool graphs and easy to view uh, ways. It's just it's just over and above what is necessary for our you know our dumb little game. Yes, yes. Um, agreed. Dennis did an amazing job. Okay. Uh, now, before we move on to announce who the winner is and what the punishment slash prize is, we need to talk about movies that we chose as top 10 or dark horses that didn't make the list at all, right? Um, so there were a couple of things that people chose as dark horses that did not rank in the list. Um, and that was specific. The, the biggest one specifically, Pause the Fury of the Legend of Hank, which Jeff Kanata chose as a dark horse. A dark horse. Well, you know, what are you gonna do? Dark you throw horse. stuff at the wall. Dark I've horse seen that style. movie. It's all right. Yeah. Apparently, it's a it's a remake of uh, Blazing Saddles. It's basically right? Blazing Saddles. It's yeah. Blazing Saddles, but the cartoon version, which is like, but, or the and also weirdly version. Orientalist because it's all about samurai bill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's whole yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, all all the kids love Bla Blazing Saddles. So yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. My daughter loves Michael that Sarah. Movie. Everybody loves yeah. Michael Sarah. Yeah. yeah. What about well, the Bob's Burgers movie? People do like the Bob's Burgers movie. People do like Michael Sarah. I'm sorry. I meant kids. And Bob's Burgers, yes, was a was a dark horse myself as well. Everybody yes. put that as a dark horse except me. Yes, everyone put Bob's Burgers movies as a dark horse, um, and it did not. It should make... have been. Should have been. <laughs> it yeah. Should have been in the top ten. Should have been in the top ten. Uh, and I think that's basically it, right? Like, I don't think there's any. Yeah, let's wrap other... it up. Let's all go. We can go now, right? <laughs> I think that there's no other movies that were unmentioned. Anyway, what a very strange. Summer box office that very few of us, with Jermaine possibly accepted, saw coming. Um, but at the end of the day, let's rack up the points and see what people scored. Coming in, dead last. Dead last. <laughs> with the first in our hearts. <laughs> Fifth place. With 47 points, 
is Jeff Canada. Uh, Thank you, everybody. I uh, I have a lot of people I need to thank. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, I was last. <laughs> Coming Jeff, in. I, for- I will say this. I'll say this. If you look at the global leaderboard, we had two over two thousand one hundred people play along with us on summermoviewager.com. Jeff, you were one thousand one hundred yeah. one. So you were you were like in the middle. That's you right. beat half the 50%, people. Baby. You beat Top half 50. the listeners. That's yeah. right. They call you're, me Average Canada. That's me, baby. You are the definition of average. I am. <laughs> I put the bell and bell curve. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a C, a CC. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Coming in at number four, thanks to a massive 13-point swing that happened in the last week. With 49 points, it's Jermaine Lucier. Yeah. Jermaine. Yeah. I mean, like I said. I, I, hashtag justice for Jermaine. This is what justice, justice for Jermaine. tastes like. like Top Gun yeah. wasn't enough. Top like Gun was it. not enough. And I, I was literally tweeting at people to go see where the crawdads sing. Cause I know I needed a couple <laughs> extra dollars. I booked out a whole theater. Just go. I was <laughs> like, just buy, just please go. Uh, that wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, um, but should have done some theater buyouts. Jermaine. If yeah. you did enough theater buyouts, you could have yeah. made the 3 million. $3 million, $3 million. You needed, yeah. baby. I mean, I, but I so close yet so far, uh, but it was a very, very fun year. And like I said, very fun to be invested going into that last weekend and mm-hmm. a competition yeah, yeah, yeah. with, one of you. Yeah. Well, coming in at number three with 50 points, Devendra Hardwar. Solid job, Devendra. Woo. Nicely done. Woo. Devendra yeah, team hit 50s, du- you know? Yeah. Yeah. Know yeah. Up. Team 50. Yeah. Literally, this separates the, the really good players from the bad ones. Um, <laughs> Devendra, I think, uh, hit t- two choices dead on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Strange 2 and Nope at number two and seven, respectively. So nicely done. Mm-hmm. Runner up for this year, and I just want to there's explain. No, there's no runner up. Runner there's no, up. No, there's no like if the winner can't perform their duties. Action. There's no congeniality prize. But also, before, we, before we say who it is, first loser. Is, I had 49 points. Wow, Devinder had 50 points, and number two had 51 points. So two points separates second mm-hmm. to fourth. Yeah. Okay, so as I was saying before, I was incredibly rudely interrupted by Jeff spouting nonsense. The runner-up, a.k.a. the second best player, <laughs> almost first best player in this year's Summer Movie Wager. Like, nearly the winner of this year's mm-hmm. Summer Movie Wager, okay? Just barely missing the victory, and therefore should be honored as such. Me, David Chen. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that is so grating about you coming in second, Dave, uh, is, yeah, what is how it? much what is it, Jeff? <laughs> how much whining throughout the year we had to hear about how Downton Abbey has just ruined me from like for, for months. It was Downton Abbey. This I'll never have a chance. And then he comes in second. Yeah, um, yeah. This game is this game's whack. You gotta you gotta you gotta here. get it on both ends. You gotta hear the agonizing from me on the pre end of the game, and then afterwards the gloating. Yeah. As I am the runner-up, aka the second best player, it's the crawdads' fault, Jeff. It of is the, the crawdads, it is the crawdads could not keep up with the bullet. Yeah, mm-hmm. which means, of course, that coming in number one of this year's summer movie wager at fifty-five points, Peter Serretta. Congrats, Peter Serretta. Yeah, I, well, I may done, have Peter. not gotten Top Gun right, but I got a lot of else other stuff right. That's so. the thing. Three, it's three it's, three it's, it's yeah. a money ball. It's a money ball situation. Like you, if you miss one, like you, it's a, about getting enough ones correct 
that you get enough points. He Peter is, hit three dead on. Yeah. He is the money ball player. He he's got the stats. He's got he he runs the numbers. He's got the analytics. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it's mm-hmm. usually done me wrong, but like I feel like this time I don't know. This was a weird year. Like even me being placing number one of us in the global leaderboard of the the site, the two thousand one hundred sixteen people that played, I'm three hundred and ten. So there's three hundred nine people that, that that beat me. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I, I, I well, will take I'll take this win. I want to call out the winner of the global leaderboard is somebody whose username is Ebo, E-B-O, real name Ethan. And Ethan had a message that he wanted me to read uh, in association with their victory on the global leaderboard. Ethan, by the way, made uh, 74 points. So vested us by a whole 20 points. Yeah. That's, by the way. That's wow. Impressive. That's crazy. Yeah. Very impressive. He got Top Gun head on at number one, but he, he even him, he only nailed five of the choices. Mm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Still, so that shows you how crazy this year amazing. was. And yeah. said, you know, I, I said numerous times on our show that uh, nobody could have put Top Gun as number one. It turned out there were several people who did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 he also got my whining. You know, <laughs> yeah. Jeff saying like no one could have put. The, and meanwhile, like Ethan did the number. Yeah. The person who won did Jeff. Okay, uh, it's clear. Yeah. Anyway. No, I, that's why I don't like your whining, Dave, because it takes away from my whining. It's so true. <laughs> Ethan writes, "quote I was really glad to hear the summer movie wager was back. It's always one of my favorite episodes to listen to, and I rushed to check it out, but not before filling out my choices, so I wouldn't be influenced by yours. Well, clearly I not re- influenced by us. He trounced us." I remember agonizing over number one, but feeling okay about Top Gun, at least until I listened to the episode. <laughs> I felt pretty silly at first, but it looks like I made the right choice. Now my wife just wants to know what I won. Thanks for the contest. Better luck to you all next year. Well, he so. gets uh, in the Marvel Comics tradition. Open your mailbox and you will find a no prize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You actually win a performance of this song. <laughs> Jeff Kanata, you're number eight. <laughs> By the way, even 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 the global number one who dead on one, two, three, five, and ten put Lightyear number four. So that's how big of a bomb Lightyear was. The man with the plan, Ethan. Even bombed. I mean, that's you know, honestly, we made such a big deal about Top Gun, and it deserves it. But I think easily as big a shocker story is is Lightyear. Yeah. Indeed. All right. Well, the prize, Peter Shredda, for those who win the summer movie wager is you get to identify a piece of media under three hours long that the rest of us will watch. Now, before, he, probably, does, though, before yep. he does, though, I believe the last time we watched, we, we did this, I picked... A very bad film is punishment for you all, and it was a wonderful uh, time. But one of us yeah. didn't participate. Mm. I the wasn't winner, there, but I, I've seen but I the feel movie. Like, uh, but I still feel like uh, maybe... You have to go through the punishment again. I think you have to go through yeah. the punishment again. <laughs> what the heck? I know right. you don't, but still. We, we'll, we'll adjudicate that at a later time. But in the meantime, Peter Serena, you have chosen a movie that you want the rest of us to watch. Can, can I what walk it, you through my thought process here? Y- yes, please. Okay, is Peter so I, going to choose mercy or justice is the question. Well, that's the thing. See, at first I was like, how can I punish these guys, right? Like, what movie can I pick? And at first I was thinking... Love or Thunder, yeah. I was thinking Star Wars, <laughs> The Rise of Skywalker. Oof. 
Wow. But, no, no. <laughs> but like I, that wouldn't be fun for me because being on the podcast, like I would be the only one like I liked it and you guys would just yeah. be all negative. I don't want that. Who wants that? And who wants to revisit <laughs> that? We already did that. Uh, so I was also thinking like, is there a movie that you all probably haven't seen that mm. I like that probably isn't a good movie, but I like it. And maybe mm-hmm. I could show you that. And it, it, I was thinking uh, there's this 1989 subversive comedy called Penn and Teller Get Killed. I was going to make you guys watch that. But then I was like, you know, as much fun as that movie is. I uh, think that's a good movie. Yeah. I, I'm not sure that it would make for an entertaining podcast discussion. So then I was talking to my buddy Dan Trackenberg very, very yesterday. Thoughtful, very thoughtful. Yeah. So far, yeah. No, uh, yeah. I was, I, I was talking to Dan Trackenberg yesterday, and he was suggesting oh. all these movies that would be like movies that were in how, how did this get made? So like, uh, you know, really bad movies. Mm. And that would be fun, wow. but I feel like that's Ten another podcast. Ken Cloverfield Lane? <laughs> yeah. What a Ten fan. <laughs> <laughs> Black but Mirror that, episode about video games? What? Terrible. No, he had, he had this movie, Um, this... Uh, uh, Roland Emmerich, his first movie, Making Contact. He really wanted me to su- su- mm. suggest that, but I didn't. Anyways, so instead of uh, thinking vindictively and making you all watch like Gods of Egypt or something like that, like, I don't want to be yeah, mean. Only a monster would do that. <laughs> a true monster. I was thinking about the audience and like I have some power here, right? Like not only a power to like make you guys watch a movie, but a power to like make a podcast. There's going to be a podcast mm. episode here. And yeah. I decided to choose a movie I love that I think even it's a movie that's in my top 20 movie of all time. And I, I, mm. I think a, a lot of people haven't seen. I'm pretty confident that you guys probably have all seen it, which is kind of the the sad part of that. Though, so it was hard to whatever. But I'm going to make you guys watch it again. Um, and, and, and I think in doing this, um, maybe it will expose you know, dozens of people that listen to this podcast. Sick burn, Peter. Thousands of people. There, that there listen are to this tens podcast. of us. Ten, tens, tens <laughs> of thousands. <laughs> we are no, um, no, I know. I, I was thinking like, what good can I do? That, that's honestly what it came down to. So my, my choice is the 1999 Doug Lyman movie. Go. Wow. wow. Awesome. Nice. Can Good. I tell you something, Peter? That's I've great. never seen it. That's a great oh, movie. Yes. Wow. Nice. I've wow. been sitting here and I've been wanting to rewatch it. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. All right. Well, at some that's point fun. in the in the next that's a great uh, choice. Months. Yeah, that's a great choice, Peter. Um for the record, I was wow. actually going to do something similar, but I n- never oh, get yeah. a chance. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure. Okay. What did we say, Jermaine? Which Jeremy um, Piven movie would we be watching? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, entourage the movie. PCU? Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Jermaine would suggest Entourage the movie. So. Jermaine should have uh, should have done Iron Eagle, you know, like, just all of the Top Gun-esque films of all time. Jane suggested, she's like, just make him watch Maverick. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I I had a good one, but Pete, that's a, that's a great choice. Uh, Wait, you can't tell us what it is? Hold on till next year. Hold on today. I'm I'm not saying, but um, (laughs) all right. I've been holding on to mine for quite a while. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. Well, uh, thank you so much for playing at the summermoviewager.com. Thank you so much for Dennis uh, for maintaining that website for keeping the flame going. I, you know, when. COVID was happening and I didn't really want to do the summer movie wager. And I think that was the opinion we shared by other people as well. Uh, it was like, he would always check in. He'd be like, are we doing the wager this year? And I'd be like, I don't think so. I can barely get out of bed. 
Um, and, uh, you know, he kept it going and, and we're back in full force this year. And, uh, I want to just say thanks to both Dennis, uh, everyone that participated and also all the folks here on the podcast for making this a really fun year of wagering. Like an afterburner on a plane that should have been retired years ago. Indeed. (laughs) Keeping the flame going. You just want to hear about a really, like another time where I put my foot in my mouth is, uh, there was a headlines about Top Gun Maverick being like Top Gun Maverick catapults into number one at the box office. I'm like, wow, that's so weird. What a, what a silly term to use catapults because you don't think about catapults as uh, having to do with planes. Well, so I tweeted about this and it turns out that catapults in fact do have to do with planes. It's that thing that they use to, uh, you know, to hook onto the air aircraft carrier, I believe. Anyway, so catapults add it to your lexicon. Top, when it comes Top Gun, really the bane of your summer, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> both for the summer movie wager and that tweet I made, uh, which is now gone. So, anyway, Jermaine Lucier, where can people find more of your work on the internet this week? You can find my work uh, on io9.com or on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Jermaine Lucier. And I have to say, I'm really looking forward to 2023 because just a quick look at this, and I have no idea what to do, but I'm very excited <laughs> about it. Some great big movies potentially coming out next summer yeah like like what what is uh top of mind for you jermaine uh i'm looking right now guardians 3 fast 10 mission impossible mission impossible dead reckoning what are we gonna do with it indiana jones 5 spider-man across the spider-verse tom Tom cruise is coming knocking asking how much you really believe in him jermaine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. transformers the new one man it's it's uh christopher nolan's christopher nolan's oppenheimer yeah yeah it's a it's a it's gonna be a big summer Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I have one question. I have one question, Jermaine. What do you base your picking of Mission Impossible on? Is it on what the rest of the franchise has done, or do you base it off Maverick? Like, what do you comp? Mm, yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I go with the rest of the Mission Impossible stuff, I think. I, I think Maverick is, is it was on a whole different uh, nostalgic kick. Mm-hmm. And, and I think... Uh, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say. I'm going to put this out there right now. I'm, 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 I'm calling my shot like Babe Ruth. I'm going to say yeah. that Mission Impossible, the next one, is going to get a 100 million dollar bump mm-hmm. from Maverick this year. People are going to want that. That I, I think. I, I think yeah. it will make 100 million dollars more than most of Tom Cruise's other Mission Impossible. Timestamp this clip, everybody. Yeah, yes. it is. I'm going to be playing it back very much like this clip, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Canada. <you're> <laughs> I'm just messing up. Okay. Um, all right. Peter Serena, where can people find more of your work on the internet? You can find me at slashhome.com. I do slash home daily uh, almost every day on um, there and also Ordinary Adventures on YouTube where we go to theme parks and stuff. We just went to D23 Expo this past weekend. So that's coming up. All right. And you can find more episodes of this podcast at thefilmcast.com. Uh, email us at slashfilmcast at gmail.com. Support this podcast at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. If everything went okay, there's going to be a video version of the show at <laughs> youtube.com slash slash filmcast. We hope you'll follow us there. Uh, and our theme song comes from Tim McEwen from The Midnight. Check him out at his new project, Varsity Blue. Uh, they have a next- new album out, too. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Euros nice. just dropped this last week. Awesome. Next weekend, or next week, I should say, on the podcast, we are going to be reviewing The Woman King. The Woman Woo! King. going to be the main review on the podcast uh, I've heard this one's a crowd pleaser. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be the main review on the Filmcast next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for playing this number movie wager this year. We'll see you 
very soon, right after I hit that closing theme button and it starts playing and I don't forget this time that I'm gonna talk right up until we get to that music fading up and then the podcast ends.